0: Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show.
1: You've tuned in, that is, to the fastest hour. And Christian Talk Radio. It does go by fast. It does. I want to say thank you to Ace Andrews, who's engineering the show today. He'll be taking your calls. I'm your guest host. If you hadn't noticed, I am not Jim Brankenberg. But I am your guest host, David Johnson, filling in for The Traveler. Uh, We hope he's having a great time. And uh, I know he'll hear the show, but I hope he's not listening right now. Because, you know, when you're out of town, you need to take a break. Uh, I want to invite you to check out the latest on the iWorkForHim.com site while you're there. Please prayerfully consider joining the I Work For Him Nation. And you can start praying for your coworkers and employees by name each and every day. By the way, when you join the I Work For Him Nation now, brand new, awesome-looking bumper stickers. So uh, that's an important thing that you want to make sure you take advantage of. I Work For Him is on the air so that you and I know how to engage the lost in the workplace. You see, our workplace is our mission field. And in that mission field, you and I, we may be the only Jesus, our coworkers and employees May ever meet. Most of us need a paradigm shift in our minds in order to recognize our workplace as our mission field. Romans 12, 2 talks about this out of the New Living Translation. Verse 2 says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you'll learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and pleasing and perfect. So every day we're going to take a different approach to looking at the way you and I think about our faith at work. Today we're going to be talking about the value of fortitude, pushing on to overcome obstacles. And I have with me my esteemed colleagues, and I apologize that you guys didn't get billing in the the promotional materials, but... uh, The Grow the Dream team. That's right. My co-hosts of the Grow the Dream show, Mr. Rod Thompson. How you doing, David? It's nice to be here. Yeah, thank you. President of the Thompson Group, uh, and you are a 30-year veteran journalist, PR messaging specialist. Yeah, former journalist, now all about uh, PR and communications for companies. I should, I should say former, former. shouldn't You yeah. really need to go with you the former. You did leave the dark side. I did. Yeah, uh, but now you're working in politics, so I don't know about that. Yeah, I mean. well, there's that, too.
2: Yeah, there's dark, and then there's dark. There's dark. And uh, also,
1: Josh Muccio. Josh, how are you? Hey, I'm doing good. Not just co-host of the Grow the Dream Show, but also host of The Pit. Oh, thanks for throwing that in there. Podcast, which is a fantastic podcast. I, I, I When I describe it to people for shorthand, I, I like to say it's like the famous Shark Tank, but yeah. in podcast form. Exactly. And without the melodrama of the divas. Exactly. Well done. <laughs> so thank you. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. So hey, if you are a podcast listener, I invite you to check out the pitch. Uh, and you can also check out Grow the Dream Show. Yes, and you should. Which would be great. So guys, obviously, I mean, you know, we we, we get to do this every once in a while when Jim is out of town and he trusts us with the microphones. Uh, but <laughs> What's he thinking? <laughs> when we get together on a regular basis, you know, we aren't necessarily talking to a Christian audience. And so I like these opportunities because we get together on this uh, show and we get to talk about what it looks like for our faith to be involved in our workplace, faith
2: at work. So I'm going to throw you guys the question. I'm going to start with you, Rod. What's God doing in your life? Uh, Well, I would say what he's doing is what he's been doing for a little while now. And and a lot of it comes out of Colossians chapter three, and that's how much God calls us to actually do we know that jesus you know completed a work but god calls us to do an awful lot and sometimes i think we forget how much he says we are to do and and then colossians 3 i mean there's quite the list here where he says for you have died and your life is hidden with messiah and god therefore put to death what belongs to your worldly nature sexual immorality impurity lust evil desire greed idolatry put away anger wrath malice slander filthy language We have to put away a lot of stuff. And then further down, there's the list of all the things that we do put on, right? And the way that we're supposed to be and how we're supposed to be with other Christians and all. Um, Putting on heartfelt compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience. Point is, uh, this works in our personal life. This works in our business. This works in every relationship possible. And it's on us. God strengthens and enables, but it's on us to do what he's called us to do. And this is universal for Christians. This is no specific calling to any one of us. Well, that's a heavy
1: load right there. This has been the I Word for Him show. No
2: No problem at all, bro. Boy, way to kick
1: off the show, Rod. Practice that? I mean, geez. (laughs) Pastor Rod over here. Uh, That's good Uh, stuff. No, that's a good word. How about you, Josh? What's the Lord doing in your life? Uh, The exact opposite. Oh, Okay. He's trying to get you to rest? So he's putting on anger <laughs> no, no. and wrath
2: and malice. <laughs> no, I, no, That's the wrong part that of was that. was rude. Okay. Yeah.
3: Jeez. All right. No, I'm doing less. And uh, my relationship with the Lord is, is better because of it. And mm. I think... Uh, I don't know if this is a, a millennial thing. I don't know if there's a joke there to be made, but uh, with, if there is, we'll find uh, it. Yeah, sure. With, with all the things that we can do, um, and spend our time, and, and how easy it is to fill blank time with even just time on our phone and, and such. But even for me, like we've actually taken a step uh, back from our duties, both um, both my wife and I at, at the church. Like we're, we're still involved, but we've just kind of said, "All right, we're not going to be involved as much." And uh, I'd say our walk with the Lord has has. As deep it, and even between uh, each other me and my wife so I don't Good know stuff. what Bible verse I have to back that up but
1: uh well you probably I, don't have one but that's okay well you know <laughs> when, when you find that you have talented people I think this is true of a lot of Christian business people and, and and business owners and entrepreneurs are especially targets for this when you get into a church it, it depending on the pastor and the leadership of the church a lot of times they will find hey You've got talent, you've got abilities, you've got things you can do. The
2: full package. Let's put you to work. Right. You're part of the 20% that does 80%. We're going to oh, make sure yeah. that that, uh, that yeah. continues. Once you volunteer in one area, you're, you're a prime and, and, suspect for all the other areas. And what you're out. saying, Josh, is really true in that it's too, it's really easy for us to actually try and work out our salvation with acts. Oh, and, yeah. And, and we can't do that. There you go. That's a scripture verse. Yeah, I prefer Romans myself. That's
1: yeah. what I need it. There you go. <laughs> uh, instead of Acts, I prefer Romans. Uh, boom, no, I'm boom. all right. So, and uh, we are talking about the value of fortitude, pushing on to overcome obstacles. And, and Rod, you you led off here a minute ago with this passage in Colossians and and you know, I I think we could all agree that the work of salvation is finished, right? We we we're not earning right. our status and our standing with God. Right. But I always wondered. Have you ever wondered? Like, would it be better, based on the way that we practice Christianity? Sometimes I think it would be better for people if, after they you know walked down the aisle and said the prayer, if the pastor pulled out a forty five and just put a bullet in their head and sent them right to eternity right <laughs> then and there. Yeah, I never actually thought of it. in No, those terms, I, yeah, David. I
3: can't say that that's ever entered my mind. Nope. I know it's nope. controversial when I put
1: it that way. <laughs> really? But 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 sometimes I feel like I'm I'm. I'm if, unless you're a pastor or in ministry, quote unquote, right? I'm putting I'm using air quotes for the listeners that can't see me. Uh, if sometimes Which is I feel like we say we, the, the the load that we put on people, like, hey,
2: Jesus died for your sins, but here's your list of do's and don'ts. Right? Here's your right. You and know, now, oftentimes, those do's and don'ts don't actually line up with Colossians. Is the problem? Well, they it's don't line up with scripture. Of, <laughs> of, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. It's a whole list of <laughs> traditions and how our church does things and etc. Yeah, and
1: and you don't really have any hope of really mattering in the kingdom because we actually only have a few people who do. They're the pastor and the worship leader and maybe the missionary. And then everybody else, your job here is to warm the pew, grab a person from time to time and bring them in and, and oh, yeah, make, make contributions to this. This is a
2: depressing So you are going for the toes well, stepping here. Because,
1: because here's the thing. I feel like, one of, and this is one of the things I love about the I Work For Him show, is that we recognize that God uses us in our day-to-day lives. He uses right. us in the workplace. And that what we do is a divine calling to work. Yeah. But when you have a divine calling to work,
2: stuff happens. Obstacles, challenges, True, because truly it's out on the front line. I mean, a lot of times the people you mentioned in the church there that have the titles and all, they are often not on the front lines like the rest of us that are out there every day dealing with a lot of lost people and a lot of lost ways and having all sorts of opportunities placed right before us. It's true. And although I, I, I love the opportunities that God gives us to directly
1: sort of expand the kingdom in terms of, you know, hey, bringing someone into a relationship with the Lord, and that does happen in the workplace, I feel like we sell ourselves short if we just encourage people that, you know, your real job is just to be an evangelist. Right. Right. Absolutely. definitely. Yep. I, because, because, look, the way that we do our work matters. And uh, what we do just by gaining influence in the kingdom, in, in, the, in, in the earth, uh, it grows the kingdom, right? Because all that we do can glorify God and is is to glorify God. Absolutely. So let's talk about it, though. What 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 is it that causes people to just royally flame out when they hit an obstacle? This could be in your walk with the Lord. It could be in business. I think we've all seen it in business where you have something you're gung-ho about and you maybe you start a business or maybe it's some new initiative, product, or service that you launch within a company. First thing that jumps to my mind is discouragement
3: well i I think that's what yeah i mean i think that's what you often run into but i think what everybody's going to reach get discouraged at some point in time but i think what allows you to get through that is is really probably your your why and then how what are you doing to kind of stay rooted
1: so let's talk about the why Let's, let's talk about the why right i mean uh what, what, let's just talk about you, Josh. What, you we'll know. Talk what? theoretically. Yeah, no, no, let's talk, let's talk very practically talk about <laughs> Josh Muccio. Okay, let's do Let's that. talk about the why. Okay,
3: sure. Uh Professionally? Like what I'm doing? Oh, or just, uh, like you mean me there's a difference? Well, no, okay, that's, yes, that's what we're talking about, because I'm not a pastor in the church. Okay. So my my ministry is in the workplace. Okay. So why get up and, and do what I do every single day? Why produce the show that I show sure. that I do? Why
2: network with business people? Why yeah, build great stuff? Why raise a family? Right. So I was gonna say your ministry is also to your family. It's also to your neighbors. Yeah, sure. It's everywhere. So what is the why? Just putting I, you on the I, spot. I, I mean, I think it's. I mean, that's like I, that's what
3: we're called to do, right? Like we're called. Um, I mean, I think our callings change in how we use them, but we are called fundamentally to to be who God created us to be. To to wake up every morning and say, I like what God's created me, it's good. And so I'm gonna do hmm. good
1: work today in whatever it is that I have to do. Does that that's make a good sense? that's a good starting place, I mean, that's actually, very fundamental, Josh. But, but, but well, of course, yeah, but I think I think even just waking up in the morning and saying, Hey, God made something good here. Yeah. I mean, because I feel like a lot of us don't have that mentality, right? I was raised in a church where um not only is all of humanity bad. <laughs> and Jesus died for you, but you just you know, you're just barely hanging on by the skin of your teeth here, pal. There's such a worm as I <laughs> Exactly, yeah. We and we sing it, you know, I'm a wretch and all the other stuff. We didn't have good that him. mentality. So, like, where did you get the idea that you were good? I mean, how did that how did that become part of your, your I, way of thinking? I think it's in Genesis. Hmm. I, you mean you started I, at the beginning. <laughs> started be, and and God
3: saw what he made on the seventh day and said it was good? No, he
1: wasn't no. he wasn't working on the seventh right, day. That was the one he took off. Yeah
3: okay <laughs> <laughs> well maybe he took a moment to reflect on this I don't let's know.
1: not challenge the scriptural basis for Josh's argument just because you know there's just a little detail of, okay sure yeah.
3: I didn't sure. know that I was going to talk about Genesis I know totally I'm totally
1: I'm totally surprising you with this but but okay so staying rooted to the why and realizing that we have a calling and a purpose uh, that is expressed in yeah. part with our design how God made us Well yeah I mean we all know God loves us if we sure. don't.
3: You know, let's let's start there. But uh, I don't think we all love ourselves or look look ourselves in the mirror and say, okay, what what God has created is good. And I think that I mean, I, I think if you don't see yourself how God sees you, I think you're you're limiting your potential in every area of your life. Um, I don't know. I think I think if we just think about ourselves the way our mind because our minds can come up with some pretty crazy stuff. Our thought life can get I don't know. Uh, it can go downhill quickly. And I think we need to be rooted in, in how God sees us. we're not gonna we're not gonna make it.
2: Right. So that's sort of the discouragement that I was talking about. We can discourage ourselves, you know. David said in the Psalms, yeah. Why are you down, oh my soul? you know. And and we can do that to ourselves. I think that the enemy can whisper it to us and I think that our brothers and sisters and friends and neighbors and all can discourage us too. Therefore, I think it's actually quite important that we know the why, that we know what keeps driving us forward. If we know why we're going forward, I think the Westminster Catechism was what the chief end demands is to glorify God uh, and to enjoy him forever. That's very broad. You know, I don't exactly know how you um, apply that in your daily life necessarily, but it's not a bad place to start generally. So all that we do is to glorify God and we can have an attitude towards that. And if we fail and we stumble, we get back up. Because we're glorifying God. Yeah. And the guy in the mirror isn't the devil. The guy in the mirror is beloved of the Lord and therefore in the image of God. And therefore, yes, you're right. You can be very positive about him without, however, mistaking him for being more than he is either. I have a friend named Howard Partridge who who
1: speaks a lot and he's uh, the exclusive small business coach for Ziggler. And he has this line that says, you're phenomenal. Huh. Yes, he does. <laughs> because God don't make no junk. Yep, God don't make no junk. <laughs> and, you know, I think that's important. I, I really do. I think theology matters. Like, how we view theology is really Far more important than maybe we give credence to, because if we start with the assumption that we're evil and we're a wretch and we're a no good worm and that God just barely like he's got a black book (laughs) and he's been paying attention and you're just one more screw up away from a lightning bolt, then that's a very different approach to life than when you say, you know what, God made me. And yeah, I make mistakes, but God designed me and made me with a purpose and I actually am
2: loved. That's a whole different starting point it for the day. Is. It absolutely is. We don't need to over elevate ourselves in, in some position where we're not to be. But I think that the reality is that God loved us so much that he gave his only son. I mean, yeah. How do you value something, right? My gosh, that's the greatest value you can put on it. And that's what God, our creator, put on us. So I think for us to look at ourselves as anything less than that is an yeah. error towards God. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I agree. And we were made in His image. Yeah. Uh, how do you value
1: a, a Da Vinci or a Van Gogh or a or a or a great work? Don't give my child for it. True. Right. Huh? But you value it based on what someone would pay for it, and you value it according to who the author and creator is, not right. Something's d- valued by how somebody else, how much somebody else would pay for it. Yeah. So I think theology matters in another way, though. And and here's here's a a, a critical point. I think sometimes we get the idea that, you know, God put me uh, on a certain track, right? I've got an assignment. Maybe it's to start a business or grow a business or maybe I'm I've been assigned to a certain company to work there or whatever. And we be- we believe God put us there. And therefore, since God is the I, you know, the person behind this idea, it has to succeed. Right? It'll be easy. It'll go well, well because God's case, behind it. In
2: that case, you really need to read your Bible again because <laughs> that is not the examples given through whether it's the Old Testament or pretty much all of the apostles. That is actually not how it goes, at, at least by the measurements we think we should be measuring it by. No, I, I think that's you're right. But I feel it. like
1: sometimes we have this idea that you know, God's, God's behind, so it'll be easy. Right, right. Yeah. You know? But
2: it, you're right. It's a
1: misconception, I think. And we so think uh, I that think that's, that's a theological problem that's a setup. Right? And because, because now when you run into obstacles, then you start questioning, well, did God really, you know, is this really his idea? Is oh, this, he, yeah. He says, in this world, you will have trials and tribulations.
2: But take heart. But take heart. I have overcome the world.
1: But doesn't I have overcome the world mean that
2: all my problems are going away? No. Oh, come on. No. Can no. I just wave a wand? No, uh, no because you, you got to take the whole verse. In this world, you will have, but you can go, you can endure those. You can have fortitude through those because I've overcome the world. Wow. When we come back, Pastor Rod <laughs> continues.
1: <laughs> yeah, actually, we do have a lot more to discuss, because I know that in, in our in our uh, previous conversations about fortitude, there's a lot. There, and, and, and the rubber meets the road in a lot of practical ways. I mean, let's talk about, you know, some of the challenges that we actually deal with, right? We'll be talking about time management. We'll be talking oh, about... Boy how to create lasting change in our lives. Oh, it should be interesting. Is anybody dealing with the need to create change in your life? And you're frustrated by your inability to? Hmm. We have, we have, I'm so thrilled (laughs) today because I have two experts in the room who know all about this stuff. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We, we, when these topics we came up... and the challenge, that's for sure. Yeah, I said, you know, I don't really want to discuss these topics because I'd rather talk about something that I have expertise on. Uh, but uh, but yeah. the truth is that we all do face incredible obstacles in our work and in our businesses. The three of us are all entrepreneurs. If you haven't figured that out, you're listening to three entrepreneurs and three generations. So uh, this is what I enjoy about this conversation. We have a boomer. Old guy. We have an Xer Kid. That would be me. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. And, and then the we have a millennial. That's the kid. Yeah, that's the kid. All right. Uh, We've got a lot more to talk about with Fortitude, but I I really think that that's true, especially, like, I love these Olympic moments. One thing I do enjoy about the Olympics, though, is that... Once in a while, NBC uh, gets off of the the metal stand. They take the cameras off the metal stand for a couple minutes, and they and they do get into a backstory.
2: No, they do a fair bit of it about I, that. It's and that, true. That can be kind of interesting to see because then you see you get just a little hint of the blood, sweat, and tears that went into getting that moment on the stand. It's true, and I and then you know what? A few weeks after that moment, they're starting it all over again. That's the thing, you know. Isn't that that moment doesn't last long. No. It, no. it's, it's
1: here and then it's gone fleeting and then it's back to the intentional effort. So it's back to another plateau. Yes. Yeah. You know, the author, cause this is 25 years old. The author uh, talks about the, what it looks like when you love your work. And he talks about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Oh really? Yeah. Huh. And the sky hook. And, he, and, he, and, he, and he, <laughs> he talks about the face. Classic. On, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's expression on his face at that moment when he's in the sky hook over the top of an opponent. Yep. He's loving. I it. used to draw pictures of him doing that. Oh, man. That's fun. Yeah. That's fun. We're going to talk more about the value of fortitude. And how to have it. Pushing on to overcome obstacles with Rod Thompson and Josh Mucho. I invite you to check us out. Iworkforhim.com. You can also find us on Facebook. Just search I Work For Him. That's the number four. You're listening to I Work For Him with your guest host, David Johnson, in for Jim Brangenberg right here on Tampa Bay. Jim, I hope you and Martha are having a great time out there. Thanks for listening, Tampa Bay. We appreciate you listening here and around the world. We're talking with my buddies Rod Thompson and Josh Muccio, co-hosts of Grow the Dream Show, about the value of fortitude, pushing on to overcome obstacles. I like having the opportunity to talk about the kingdom together with you guys because we do it, you know, off air. But when we're on <laughs> our show, you know, we're not necessarily talking to a Christian audience all the time. So yeah, no, I, agree. I agree. So uh,
2: obstacles, fortitude. <laughs> Uh, let me look up the definition of the word real quick. Okay, yeah, do that for us. So you look up the definition, and I want to mention something that I've had to do... Uh, I had to exercise fortitude over lately and that's over my time management oh man you and your time mm-hmm. management I know it but it's important because uh, like I think like a lot of business owners I find myself working an awful lot of hours and not able to kind of get uh, off the plateau so to speak not able to get to the next level not able to actually move things forward yeah because you so, started a business
1: you went from a from a 40hour job to
2: a well, well it wasn't know, 60 or 90 job, what man. it was it was like 50 or 55 hours itself it was a lot of work yeah it was a salary job and a management position so um so but then i went on to start my own business and then it it could be like 60 or more i'm in the office but here's the problem I, I got uh, a, an uh, an app called A Tracker. Oh, yeah, yeah, this is a problem, and this is yeah, and this is uh, something that my um, my facilitator, who is also my wife, um, <laughs> had me do so that I could track my time. It's the ultimate accountability part. Oh man, for is it injury. ever? Because yeah. th- they are always watching. I thought I shared that app with you, and so nope, and so the A Tracker allowed me to keep track of each ah uh, each task and, the and day. by the way there are the there n- are n- other times n- there's tons of them yeah you you, you guys are them. are apple
1: people you ios people of okay. the world so i a- mean tracker there's also doesn't... pen and paper
2: so the, oh, right yeah. the point is is that what it did for me was that it highlighted that I was losing? I was a sieve of time that I was not aware of, and I was just leaking time all through the day when I was not being efficient and accomplishing the task. Where is it going? And the more, I, well, that's what the app. That's what he didn't know until he started using. That's the app, right. right. And that's well, what the, the app showed what, it showed. what did you find out? Where and so what I found out was there were there were well, there, well, it's too much to go into actually. But uh, there, well, let's there, use one like, example: your workout thing, right? You had a workout right, every okay, day. Okay, so well, everything for one thing, everything took longer than I thought in my head it did. So I Oh, yeah. I would work out most days and I figured about an hour for it. But by the time when I would track it from the time I left my office to the time I was back in my office it was like an hour 20, hour 25. Well there's 20 25 minutes gone and that was happening on things routinely during the day. So so now I'm actually being much more on purpose with each task I assigned myself times for each task this past week has been incredible how much I've gotten done and i even went on an anniversary day hey, yeah, with my wife 36 years uh, 36 congratulations years. Yes. that was that's, that's that's awesome thank you but so hey so, so it took a lot of fortitude it took fortitude <laughs> because because honestly and i told my wife this i think i told you guys this too is i did not want to do the time tracker cuz i didn't really totally want to know because i didn't yeah. want yeah. to change it's like going to the gym it's painful right yeah. it like, is i didn't want it because I knew it was going to make me stop you knew it was doing. Be bad. Yes, and I knew it was going to make me stop doing some <laughs> things I didn't want to stop doing, and it has, and it's been good. But so it took some fortitude to actually get the app and start doing it. I did and, it for three. You, weeks. Now you say fortitude, but, but wasn't it your wife? Uh, my wife helps my fortitude. It turns out.
1: I, I, <laughs> I, so, and I was going to say, you know, kudos to you because because I've done this exercise in the past, not with SAP, of course, but I've done this kind of stuff a couple of different times, and it's always just really painful and it's always very informative the things that you learn exactly so josh hit me what's the what does noah Forwarded webster say to, uh this is dictionary.com
3: so i'm assuming it's similar to what noah webster said uh mental and emotional strength in facing difficulty adversity danger or temptation courageously oh wow that's a great no, definition. that's actually really good
2: i like oh, that i like the yeah.
3: courageously part at the end it's like that you're makes it sound so
2: much more noble. Yeah, yeah, doesn't yeah you're it? not just suffering through <laughs> it. You're
3: like, I'm gonna go through this stuff with intention.
1: Right. So um, the book mastery that we mentioned in our book highlight segment talks about intentionality. Is one of the one like of the d- real the doing things on purpose. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and and it's one of the he he's got five keys, and this is one of the reasons why I like this book is not not only does he really set you up with a good mindset, you know, component to the book, but also talks about keys that you can put into practice, and one of them is this idea of intentionality, and it has to do with something that goes a little... like I, I, The word intentionality, eh, I, I like it, but we might have said in another generation, character. Okay. Or we might have said willpower, but mm. th- that's not enough, right? We have mm-hmm. to have, like, Josh, you mentioned earlier, reconnecting with your why. Yeah. If you have the why in front of you, and it sets you... And you stay connected to it. Yes. And and you and you you have that sort of in your view, like that's great. But if that's all you have, yeah, it's not enough probably. And if you have willpower and sort of this um, ability to envision the outcome that you want, but you
2: don't actually have a why, right? <laughs> yeah. Then you don't have enough driving you there. Well, I mean, I have a question. Like,
3: who? How many of us really? Have that much motivation entirely from our own that we can just get up and continue pushing against a wall. And like if we're t- really doing something that's fundamentally different and causing change, it's going to be a long time before we see results, right? Right. And like, we want to see the progress because that that motivates us. And I think we get compared to these people that are like, "Yeah, I just had the strength and like all of this internal fortitude and courageousness to." Keep at it. And it's like, I don't uh, like
2: blah, blah, blah. Who really has all of that (laughs) internally? No, they don't. When I said earlier, because this is, that's exactly right, Josh. When I said earlier about one of the big challenges uh, with things is the discouragement, you know, the antidote for that is encouragement. Yes. And you know, we are called to encourage one another. It's called today or exhort, depending on your version. It's true. But it's really important to be around people that will encourage us when we're struggling with something that, you know, you are good at this, you can do this make sure you know keep doing it so key number 1
1: okay. of the 5 keys was instruction okay and uh and and that's the idea right you you need a feedback loop right you need someone who's watching you and has the ability to say good job right yes. you know and and not just
2: you know positive praise right. but also well that's exhortation is actually more than just you right? know, empty calorie encouragement or, it's well, like I, hey you're doing great you need to do better with this do better with this. Do better with it. Well, I, I think even if they aren't able to say,
3: oh, here's the 10 steps to actually fix the problem you're going through. Just expressing that to somebody and them saying, yeah, I feel you. Like, I deal with that every week. And you're like, oh, I'm not crazy. Not it helps, right, doesn't it? And maybe I should just keep doing what I'm doing. And it's okay to wake up and feel like crap and feel like what I'm doing today isn't making a difference. Because in the end, I think it will make a difference if I string enough of
1: these days together. It's true. Yeah, it's true. But, <laughs> but, but you've got to be able to endure the long time where you may not see the progress. And that's, that's one of the ideas that, you know, this book is that you is that you really need to start a, sort of begin to have an awareness that destination, the destination may be great. But some of us are called to some things where we're not going to see the destination in our lifetime. True. True. You know, if we're talking about changing a culture, for example, or making a real transformation and impact, that might be a multi-generational plan, and therefore, we're going to need to have the ability to not just require the destination for our own satisfaction, but we're also going to need to have the ability to pass on uh, the desire for the yes. destination to somebody else who might not see it, and the vision for it. <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah, exactly. Right. This is the story in one of the science fiction books I'm reading right now. Oh, really?
3: Yeah. Oh, Except wow. it spans 400 years. It's awesome.
1: Well, I think that's. I think that, that you know, if if you look at the kingdom of God, if you look at what Jesus commissioned us to do. <laughs> uh, this is the ultimate multi-generational deal. Like, right. it's a couple thousand years in. So far. And yep. and right now, if I look around, I feel like we're just getting off the starting block. Like, we might have actually gone backwards in a couple of places, you know? And I don't mean <laughs> to minimize what what's happening around the world, because obviously there's a lot of great stuff happening in Christianity around the world. But, uh, you know, this is a big, big goal yeah. that he's set for us. Yeah, it is. And so, I guess my point is, it's time to start like enjoying the journey, you know, and having some uh some real love of the process.
2: Right. And so yeah, so enjoy God forever. I mean because I think the enjoyment of God starts now. This isn't something where it starts, you know, after we die and we go to heaven and then we can start, you know, this is the relationship is now and the enjoyment is now, the fulfillment is now. Well, and then. And, and yeah. then. Well, Paul said, right, we uh I take joy when I enter into trials and
3: tribulation, or like take take heart. And you almost see that as like Uh, Like, how am I supposed to take joy in this? Like, this is tough. But at the same time, if most of our life is spent in the plateau, at some point, we have to learn how to take joy in the tough times or we're never going to have joy.
1: Exactly. I think we've been sold sometimes this idea that there's a lot more of these big moments and these big climactic situations yeah. that and then there really are and so I think we set people up for failure a lot of times right within Christianity and there, there was this old idea that, that got tossed around for a while which was that once you enter into a relationship with the Lord you really should just shut up for about 10 years <laughs> really? right
3: oh, yeah. you know because and so you mature yeah because yes. you're gonna you're gonna have to oh, have some wow. time
2: on the mat for a while before you're gonna even know your way around right and and the, and the truth is you know it's a, being faithful in the little things, and yeah. then I'll make you master over many. But the point is, is that he's always measuring our faithfulness in the little steps along the way before he actually will provide us more. Yeah,
1: but I, I just want to skip over that part. I,
2: I just oh, want yeah, to get to the bigger stuff. Sure, never mind. Yeah. But you aren't saying that we should actually shut up for the next ten years. No, it's, no, I'm so not.
1: no. So I'll, no. I'll back away right, from no. The mic. No, but you've been a, you've been in part of the kingdom for a lot longer than ten years. What are you talking about? You, well, you might I'm be young. I'm your token and, millennial, and, and so. that's yeah, not that's true. I understand what that f- saying is I about, but it's also not actually no, it's not really true. But but I think I think the merit to the idea is that sometimes I think we just we. Just haven't uh, had the best, you know, expectations set about what our walk with the Lord is really going to be like. Right. and 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 so, like for example, I'll give you an, I'll give you a perfect example. We are growing a business, my wife and I, which which we've been at for a long time. I mean, this is our 19th year wow. in this business. Right. Well, wow. I thought I would be on top of the world right now. How are you? You know, uh, no. (laughs)
2: Wait, but but really seriously though. But in terms, I mean, I mean, mean,
1: in terms of financial and other measures. But I was saying it in the bigger picture. Are you? I think what I I, this is a very real moment for me. Like I'm realizing, you know what? There is steady growth, and a lot a long time has passed in various chunks along the way where it didn't look like it was growth. In fact, it looked like it was the other way around. (laughs) and in some places, but I really am starting to realize, you know what? This process. Is something I
2: can enjoy. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And and because sometimes as business owners, and we get to measuring things the wrong way, we get hyper focused on the business. But I look at your situation. You have a great wife. You have a great daughter. Absolutely. I mean, you know, you have strong relationships. There's a lot in which you are, you know, air quotes on top, on top of the, top of the world. world. Absolutely. No, you're a hundred percent right. And we can't miss that along the way. But I could. You could. <laughs> but we can't. Yes, no, well, you, you really you ride a
1: Harley. And you write you a Harley for Pete's sake! I mean, I it wants to be a Harley. It's a Honda. You, you know, do, okay, technicality. It, it just, when it grows up, it's going to be a Harley. You're writing it. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. It doesn't you could leak have oil. Said it was a Harley. No, it, no that's where it, it big, big Harleys came
2: from. Little Hondas. Oh
1: no, no. This my my, my when it, <laughs> I, I, I had this isn't this is not my first Honda. My, one of my previous <laughs> ones. I always joked. I told it uh, that I wanted it to be a Harley so much that it eventually started leaking oil. But uh, <laughs> <boom>. anyway, so. <laughs> We're talking about the value of fortitude, pushing on to overcome obstacles with my good buddies, Rod Thompson and Josh Muccio. Uh, if you'd like to find out more about these two uh, characters, you can visit growthedream.com slash show, or you can find the podcast that we produce. Uh, but I want to encourage you to visit the I Work For Him website. You can find it online at iwork four him.com. So I work for him.com. You can also use that phrase on Facebook. I work for him and find the Facebook page. You're listening to I Work for Him with your guest host David Johnson and for traveling Jim Brangenberg. Uh, we're talking about the value of fortitude, pushing on to overcome obstacles. This has been a fun show so far, but we're gonna have to wind this puppy up in the next couple of minutes here.
3: So yeah, and you're
2: gonna have to explain that analogy. How do you wind a puppy up? And, and how can, <laughs> how come how come wind up and wind down mean the same thing? Uh, you know, the English language is a beautiful thing. These are really good questions. We
1: should
3: tackle this. Some point. This is a whole they, show. Why isn't do it? they
2: call it a building when it's already been built?
1: I, I, you know, these are these are questions I have. <laughs> so uh, with fortitude. Uh, we've covered a lot of ground here and there's a lot to uh, there's a lot to this idea that, you know, life is hard. You know? Life is hard. But you can enjoy the process.
3: And we're meant to. We, we are should. meant to. Yeah. Yeah, I've got some i got some ideas here. So so we talked about I think accountability and people. And their role in us having fortitude. You mentioned your wife mm-hmm. helping you out, right? If you don't have a uh, a spouse that's encouraging in that way, that can often be hard. Um, True. And uh, I don't I don't know what to say there other than get help from somewhere. And uh, you know whether it's somebody else that you. I think I think there's a model for a uh, a weekly kind of call with someone where there's a part of your life and their. There to be accountable for that. I think that's I did that ext- for a while. Extremely
1: effective. No, I agree. A that good is. friend of mine was an entrepreneur. We got up at Saturday on Saturday mornings at six a.m. and I went out to the garage so my family I wouldn't wake up the family and we did that. And yeah. that was all it was. was like. 30 minutes to an hour max and it was like a list of things did you do this you said you were going to do yes. this you know and it was all it was accountability just raw accountability
3: I think that's great for
1: for this I mean and it
3: can't, it doesn't have to be oh you know are you having fortitude it can be like what are you struggling with how did the week go and and like you said what have you accomplished and but I think that's part of fortitude is i I guess adjusting from from week to week what's working and what isn't Boy that's true w- without falling off the cliff in, uh,
1: in you know kind of discouragement and depression. Yeah, and and it's easy to do, again,
2: because a lot of times our expectations are not uh, realistic. Yeah, I agree, so just piling on with what Josh is saying, I think it comes back to having those people in our lives that uh, we are, yes, accountable to, but also people who will encourage us along the way, who when we're struggling with something, well, they can speak a word that says you need to straighten up a little bit here, but they can also just say, keep going, keep going. I mean, I, mean, I remember in sports, when you had coaches or people on the sidelines, that kept saying, go, 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 go. That actually helped. And it it's helps true. in our lives. Yeah, yeah. It, it builds a little bit of
1: momentum. That's one of the things that I enjoy about watching the Olympics. We're talking about the Olympics a little bit here today. <laughs> I, I watched one of the athletes, though. it was a gymnast, and he was, he was about to go out for his, I, I forget which routine it was. But you saw him over there. And you saw his kind of, he's staring, he's got like a thousand yard stare and his head is moving. And he's, he was going through his routine. Yeah, he's sacking himself up. Oh, wow. Uh, he was doing the whole routine in yep, his picturing mind. Picturing it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Walking through it. And I, I thought, well, what a really powerful lesson. Like how often do we, do we have that level of intentionality with what we do? Well, I hope you've enjoyed the show today. I want to encourage you to check out my buddies, uh, Josh Muccio. You can find him on Twitter at J-O-S-H-M-U-C-C-I-O. It's a good idea to spell that. It's, it is. It really is. How would you spell Muccio? Ah, uh, yeah. Or, yeah, no, not the way it, I spelled it. Fair shot. Yeah. You can also find Rod on Twitter. He's uh, Rod underscore Thompson. And there's no P No Thompson. None at all. No, no P. And David Johnson is at the David Johnson. Because I'm the one you know. That's right. Yeah. So uh, we're coming to the <laughs> end of the show today on thank you for listening to I Work For Him today. I also want to say a huge thank you to Ace for his support, handling the controls with precision, keeping me on track so I don't step in it too badly. Thanks also to all of our show sponsors. You can find out more about them and about I Work For Him at IWorkForHim.com. When you get home today, take the time to go to the website, check it out. Please consider joining the I Work For Him nation. You know, we talked about this today. Our workplace is where we live out our calling. You may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your guest host, David Johnson. I'm a Christ follower. I own my own business, but ultimately, I work for him.